And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here. Hopefully we did everything right. We were kind of cutting it close there. I'm not sure we can get it right. But we did. We're here. We're live. Talking soccer. Soccer's back, my friends. Soccer is back. John, how you feeling, my friend? How, how did you enjoy the NWSL Challenge Cup? I loved it. I was mad. I got instantly mad that there wasn't a game the next day or the next <laughs> day. And then I remembered how few teams there are in the league. And then I was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> if, they can't they can't really keep up with MLS's pace as far as these games go. Yeah, you got to I mean, you got to give some players some rest, I guess. Yeah, 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 you got to. Come on, John. You can't you can't just uh, you can't just, you know, you can't just run these players to death. Come on. We got they got they, they, they haven't had much of a preseason. They haven't had much of a preseason. So you got to give them something. But um, anyway, soccer's back. Uh, we had some uh, some pretty awesome games. Uh, I would say both games had their moments. The, of course, the Washington Spirit won 2-1 to one over the Chicago Red Stars. Um, this was a game, and, and, and I was listening on the radio, and, um, and Kim McCauley was on, um, uh, was on Jason Davis's show, uh, United States of Soccer, and he was saying that the Spirit are like the only team that came in to win this. Like, like other teams were like, oh, we'll see. You know, we're just kind of here maybe to, to learn some things. We're here to do some different things. Uh, the Spirit were like, nope, we, we, are in this, we are in it to win it. And uh, it showed. It absolutely showed. They played probably some of the strongest soccer I've ever seen them play. Um, I don't know if you, if you agree with that. Well, the first half. Yeah. For certain. The, fir- the first half, the, the pace of the game was uh, ridiculous and not, uh, and not something that they should – continue to try to do <laughs> i think i think that uh there was almost no ball retention in the midfield it was sort of just like the the field was uh tipping from each side it would go from either so whoever had the ball would it would tilt that way um but from the for the first half was great the second half was definitely more of a how do we how do we grind this out uh, and, and get a result but um you know the chance generation we talked about it in the pre in the pregame show uh, which, if you are a Patreon subscriber, I think is in your audio podcast feeds. Uh, and if you are not, then join us uh, next time, this, which the schedule is pinned on our Twitter page. Um, we talked about the idea was we need to get more service to Ashley Hatch. And that was what the team was set up to do. Uh, and it did that almost immediately. Uh, so that's great. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, I don't think uh, Richie probably could not be happier than that. There was a lot of missed opportunities. But you still win, and that means there was just so many opportunities generated that you could afford to not to not finish them. Up. So, um, you know, overall, I think we'll be. I think we got to be really happy with it. I, I want to apologize to our people uh, on on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> John, I'm going to go ahead and throw John under the bus. John's the one that created the live stream, and I'll never I do it again. I, I have I have been copying the settings from the previous episode. And one thing that uh, nice that does Josh is it copies the stream key. Well, so, the good thing is only four people are waiting on the YouTube page. So, okay, uh, fair no, enough. No big deal. Fair um, enough. Oh, no big deal. Just so sorry. You you four people on YouTube don't matter is what John is saying, by the way. You'll catch it. I'm, I'm sure if you're on the YouTube, <laughs> you'll, you're also subscribed. So you'll catch up one more. I believe uh, There's also like, there's going to be like an extra like YouTube show. Our, 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 our YouTube page is not the cleanest thing in the world. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Whatever. Uh, back to the game. Um, definitely. Uh, so we got a man of the match that we want to give out for this game. Uh, I think we definitely want to give it to Rose Lavelle. Fantastic, excellent, every bit, every every bit is what you would want out of her. Uh, one thing people were saying is that she was not 
Um, she's only scored what one goal for the team, and now she's got two yeah. uh, before this yeah. game. So uh, I thought she was fantastic. She I thought she was excellent. You said it on you said it on the Twitter account that I gave you control, and then decided I, I had some things I wanted to say. So yeah, that didn't last long, did it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I may have been had a couple beers, so that, that might be have contributed to me saying like, oh, I'll just I want to tweet something. I tried to put my little my little my little name so people knew it was me, so we weren't talking it for each little other. Tea? Little T, yes, exactly. Um, but back to Roosevelt, great game. I, I mean, her pass on that first goal uh, to set Ashley Hatch up, um, great save by Alyssa Nair. And, um, you know, I think we talked about in the pregame show about how this team was sort of built to service Ashley Hatch. And right now that looks really good. Um, the only player, sort of the only attacking player who maybe looked like she, uh, she was struggling a little bit was, uh, was Yokoyama. Um, I did not think she had a very good game. and She did not. No. And, and and Richie said as much, and uh, she said as much also. So that's that's the promising thing here is that uh, no one no one no one was happy with that. No one no one was thought that that was good. Yes. Yeah. No. No one. Yeah. It wasn't. It it, it wasn't a good game performance from her. Um, I thought. Uh, I thought. Um, Ashley uh, Sand. Uh, yep. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> It's been a long day, guys. Sorry, it's been. A, I've been trying to, to. We were trying to get hold of together here. Uh, I thought she she played pretty well considering it's her first match. I thought she had a bit what of. Did you the, call her though? I, I, call, I called her. I called her the. Uh, she had the Lucho syndrome, um, the the Lucho Acosta syndrome. Now, now I I will add. I will add. She did not have the Lucho syndrome of dribble, 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 dispossess, and then throw throw their hands up in the air like what the heck is going on? Wasn't, she definitely kept the arms down. Yes, yes, she did. She definitely kept the arms down. Um, but it, she definitely had some great moments where she was running. It almost seemed like, I don't know if she, if she still maybe is kind of stuck in that college mentality that, you know, when you're better than everybody else, you're just going to dribble around everybody else. And you can't really do that when you're going up against better defenders and professional defenders. So, um, I thought she had one really good run. I think it was first half where she did what, if she can nail that down, which is drawing players towards her and then finding the open players in space. I think that'll serve her really well. And she almost connected with Ashley Hatch uh, for what would have been a pretty good goal. Uh, so I did see that ability to do that. It wasn't it wasn't totally Lucho light, we'll call it. Um, but uh, but I, th- I thought she showed some signs. And the whole team the whole team looked like they were very much on the same page, which I think is is very surprising considering the lack of preseason they had. Um, but they definitely look like they're sort of building off what they had, um, uh, what they had last season, or what they were trying to build to last season. I think too the good point there is that you can work on decision making. Decision making comes with experience, uh, skills. You either you got it, or you don't. And she's got it. I mean, uh, the number of times she broke, she created a chance for herself in the box. I think it was maybe three times, sort of like good scoring chances. She didn't convert any of them, and she should have shot earlier on two of them. But um, nonetheless, I think for a first game with no preseason, you could not have expected any more. Uh, Roosevelt, our player of the game, had probably should have had a hat trick. Um, no, I think definitely should have had a hat trick. There was there, there were two sort of nailed on opportunities. One she hit over the bar. One she shot directly uh, at Alyssa Nair. So that's unfortunate. And again, Richie said in post game, you know, wasn't good enough from from a lot of these players, but we still got the result. And uh, I like that. I, I do like I do like the sort of the lack of complacency and saying that you know. We should have had four goals. Probably, we we should have been we should have been an even stronger position than we were. Um, so that's uh, that is a good sign for the rest of this tournament. Now, 
they are about to go into the buzzsaw pretty severely. <laughs> they are playing North Carolina on Wednesday. Uh, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know least. if we can walk in expecting three points. Um, we should not because that's crazy. But you never know. Um, if I think defensively they've got to be a bit more in the midfield. They need to be a little bit more cohesive. I think that that was – I think North Carolina will eat them up if they're not able to provide any sort of resistance or friction in the midfield, which they did against Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they they definitely have they have some tough games coming up now. Now, some players are going to be missing uh, from some of these teams. I'll be very curious to watch uh, some of the other games. I think Houston um, is a team that's improved, um, and they are playing. Sorry, nope. Yeah, see, John, 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 just throw me off. Just throw me off. So, um, I, we'll we'll see. It, it's certainly going to be an interesting tournament. I think you're definitely going to see teams that are going to take it more seriously than others. I think the spirit of one of those teams that are taking this seriously. And then they have everybody here, everybody signed up for this. There weren't players that pulled out. There weren't, you know, there weren't, there wasn't anybody. So they're all here. Um, I, John, I, I do. I don't think we can leave though. Obviously the games were great. There were some off the field stuff that happened during that game. And I think we would, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about it um, because it, it's a story. It's a story, regardless of whether uh, whether it detracts from the soccer or not. Um, if, if you weren't, it definitely does that. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely it definitely detracts. It detracts from the soccer, but I think it's important to talk about. Um, and let it starts with it started with the first game uh, between the North Carolina Courage and the Portland Thorns, and um, every player uh, on the lineup was kneeling uh, during the national anthem as sort of a Black Lives Matter. Now there were protests, and, and I think we should preface that. No player refused to wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. No player refused the protest um, at the beginning of the match. Uh, but, you know, during the spirit and um, during the spirit and the thorn uh, in the Red Stars game, there were players, um, I believe, uh, uh, you know, what? I'm not going to say who they were, that there were players on the field. Um, obviously, one player for the for the Red Stars got kind of the uh, picture uh, that was taken and it showed um, Casey Short. And Julie Ertz, uh, Julie Ertz started consoling her and crying now. I think a lot of people were speculating, you know, that was what, you know, that was because uh, certain of her teammates were standing up, um, you know, and other players were standing up. And, you know, we, we don't know why, you know. That wasn't based on anything, right? Yeah. That was just, that it, was just guessing? Pure conjecture. Okay. Pure, pure, pure just, you know, per people looking and, and assuming that's what it's about. Right. I will say uh, the NWSL made a major foul up by even playing the national anthem. And this is brought up and I think this is absolutely legitimate criticism. Why well, they made a bigger they made a bigger foul up today, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. But the big I mean the, a big foul up is playing the national anthem in general because that becomes the story and that distracts from your players. That distracts from your teammates. And it puts your team it puts your teammates in situations where they have to sort of and, and you leave it up to the players to make a choice. It, it just looks bad when you have, you know, seven players kneeling down and three players standing up. And, you know, you don't, you know, you don't know what's going through the head of Casey Short. Is she being emotional? Because is that affecting her play? Either way, it's a distraction. And NWL messed up by playing the national anthem. MLS is not doing the national anthem um, at their games. Now, their, 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 their excuse for it is, well, you know, social distancing and players lining up. Okay. that That's a real, like, real sly way to sort of get that underneath the underneath the uh, you know 
sl- slide that underneath and, and kind of get that past everybody. Uh, but I mean, I, I would not be surprising if there was also a second reason that, you know, you know, we don't want to put players in that situation. So uh, it's possible it can be done. The whole world is not going to collapse or the whole United States is not going to sink into the earth if there's not a national anthem at sporting events. I, I personally think they need to just go away in general. Um, I think that's something that I think that's something we are going to see talked about more and more now. Uh, post, uh, you know, especially when the NFL comes back, espe- oh, yes. especially when, you know, MLB comes back, all of this is going to get discussed about whether the national anthem has a place in sports anymore. We are the only country, I mean, as far as I know, the only major country in the world. You don't see it in the Premier League. You don't see it in Bundesliga. You don't see it anywhere else. We are the one of the few sports that we play the national, a uh, few countries where we play national anthems for our sporting events, if, if there are any at all. So, um, I think it's a discussion worth having. I, I think NWSL made a huge mistake. John, get get to their uh, next. Unless you have a comment about that, unless you have any- no. I mean, I think it's. I, uh, you know, I was I was unsure about how to talk about this. I think there's, you know, I think there are players that are doing doing this in the way that they think they need to do it. Uh, Ashley Hatch comes to mind. She's making donations. She's giving all of her gold bonuses to uh, the NAACP and another group. Um, she may have been one of the ones who stood in the first game. Uh, my opinion is unless you ask those people mm-hmm. and then you ask the rest of the players who kneeled, um, obviously they're not going to say, they're unlikely to say, you know, it bothered me that they did this. It did bother me that they did this. Uh, the NWSLPA issued a statement sort of saying that, you know, we are, we decided as a group that we were going to allow people to do whatever they wanted to do. Um, and then, some people did and some people didn't. Uh, you know, personally, I think I think that's I, I think that's a valid I think that's valid. I think that there's um, it, the dynamic has shifted so substantially before when it was, will you allow one person to kneel or two people to kneel? Is that is that a distraction? And now it's if you stand, it's 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 a it's become an inquest for the last four days to the point we haven't talked about the games and ESPN has not talked about the games. If they've covered it at all, they've talked about the kneeling. Um, so I think that I don't know that it had the effect that anyone hoped it would. I don't think that the players, when they did it, were hoping that that was going to be the the element of it. I don't th- even even if they all kneeled, it probably would have still been covered. Um, the league is getting some notice, but it's not getting noticed for the soccer. Those were two great games played on on Saturday, and if you didn't watch them. You didn't hear about it. And, and you know, so uh, you, you read the comments, and I think the Men in Blazers posted the uh, highlight from Rose Lavelle's goal. And just reading the comment section, and it's it's every bit as, 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 as awful and disgusting as you can possibly think. And I was just sitting there watching those games. I saw, you know, just some great technical footwork, great passing. And it's like I almost feel – I feel sorry for people that don't – that just – write it off as a as as oh it's it's just you know it's it's a women's sport you know oh and they make the the cheap joke that they made in their in their frat house you know five ten years ago and you know that 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 suddenly gets them you know that you know gets that makes them feel better but i'm like I, you know i just feel sorry for those people because you're missing out um there, there is being some fantastic soccer being played um, yeah i think let's let's get back to that ryan uh we are our, our, our guest has arrived and i'm going to admit him and to ted i'll let you uh i'll let you intro him here Yes, uh, we are joined today, and as a, a segue, maybe we could have worked on it a little bit better. We have uh, Ryan Martin, head coach of the of Loudon United. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, good. How you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for joining us, and, and thanks for thanks for doing the video. How, that was seamless. 
No, I absolutely appreciate you guys uh, having me on here. You've had a lot of video uh, practice now with your your Ryan's Return Instagram show, so now you're 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 a pro at this. I'm sure you've got a whole rig set up. Oh, it was incredible! I figured out how to use Instagram, which was a uh, a big test. And then uh, I wish I would have bought stock in Zoom. I'd be like a millionaire. Right you and now. everybody else, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you guys doing okay? You guys, ex- I'm sure excited. Soccer's back. We are. Uh, yeah. There's actual real stuff to talk about instead of sort of theorizing about what players we might look at in six months or something. Now we're actually into the real stuff. So uh, we did want to have you on because uh, there was a whole bunch of USL news this this week. Um, we finally found out when uh, return to play is happening, what the season structure is like, uh, what that we're doing a group and knockout tournament at the end. Uh, so, if you if you would mind sort of giving it, sort of your your take on uh, how they how the league has figured out how this is going to work and like what you know what your response to uh, sort of the the challenges that are inherent in in that um, in this strategy. Yeah, I, you know, I think you know, I think. You know, one is I think the league did a really good job of, of just trying to minimize exposure to, you know, the COVID situation potentially coming back. And they tried to make it more regionalized and they tried to, you know, kind of go away the po- uh, from the pod system that, you know, MLS is doing and the NWSL did, NBA is doing and bring um, games back into markets. So I think that they tried to do something a little bit different and unique. So. You know, uh, you know, logistically, I don't know how they figured it out with 30-something teams and two leagues. But, you know, from us, we're, uh, you know, not only impressed, just excited to get back out there. But just in terms of the way it was laid out is um, I kind of like it because you're always looking at, you know, most rivalries are somewhat regional in, in nature anyway, you know. And I think when you look at our group of having Philly and New York, you know, it's like those are – you know, from all of our academy guys to the first team, you know, those are the biggest rivalries that the, the club has, really, you know, in D.C. United. So, you know, those games at the younger levels always meant something. Those games at the at this level are always a big part of it. So, you know, for us, um, you know, we're happy with that, with, with that situation because you have games against teams that you, quite frankly, don't like, you know, and then, you know, you throw in a Pittsburgh, which, you know, is a challenging one because, you know, Bob Lilly's a tremendous coach and, you know, they were the – you know, they don't have the, uh, you know, the, the league winner's title, but they won the league last year in the regular season. So, you know, and Bob's been doing it for 30 years. And then you throw in Hartford, which is a little bit of an unknown, you know, coaching change, um, you know, went through, through some different things. But um, I like how they did it regional. And I think it's really going to create some interesting games. And, I, you know, when I looked at, you know, our situation, yeah, you get the Phillies and New Yorks, which are obvious, you know, rivalries. But then you look at, like, you know, the, the Louisville Indy games, you know, and you, to see those games three times is, is going to be pretty fun to see. And, uh, you, you know, you get some of the, the Miami-Tampa battles and you get so like you look at the different ones and it keeps a lot of natural rivalries intact and, in fact, makes the games more valuable because you have to get out of your group. Right. Yeah, we the, the, the thing I like about this is actually driving us to do a little bit more USL coverage and that we're actually going to have uh, – Fan representatives from Hartford and Pittsburgh come and talk about their uh, their team. So that's a that's a big it's a big plus up for us uh, this year compared to previous years. Uh, did they have they forestalled or have they have they said that there will be no fans in the stadium? I know that there have been conversations as the uh, as sort of conversations were going and they were being leaked as they often are to uh, the athletic ahead of time. They were saying they were not closing the door on that. Uh, is that still sort of the is that still the the 
where it's yeah, at. Yeah, that's the way that's the way they're they're saying it. You know, they haven't closed the door on it, and and you know, like you know, right now we're you know just under two weeks away so you know it'll be interesting to see different markets obviously some markets are further along in terms of you know the pro you know the, the phases than others and some are getting hit with different things so it'll be interesting to see what they do and if it's team by team or if it's league wide you know and, and and trying to let fans out you know my guess is by doing it in the markets at some point you know that will be a, a priority for the league they may be allowed to be there, but they're not allowed to sing. I think I, I think I saw that. No, no chanting, yeah. I think, was the rule. Yeah, I saw that. You know, chanting within six feet of another person. So I, I you will do what you got to do, I guess. I, I will enjoy seeing them trying to enforce that in the in the Red Army in Richmond. I guess you know. I guess as you're sort of getting back, as you're sort of getting back. I mean, what types of things do you look for? You obviously have guys who 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 had a whole preseason played one game and then shut down um i mean what do you look for i guess in a coach uh i mean are, are, you, are you pretty quickly gonna you think be able to weed out who maybe wasn't doing the the uh the mandated exercises you sent them or is it just a matter of just trying to get everybody fit and and, and maybe not worrying so much about playing as a team yeah it's you know what you know one is we you know one is you can tell on the first training session who did it and who didn't you know and we, and we kind of told them that the whole time it's like look I can't sit there and force you to do it. I can't watch you do it. You know, we're sending you fitness packets, but you know, the reality is your teammates will know, you know, and, and we'll know if you did it or didn't do it. So it, you know, it, it becomes pretty easy to see, you know, who followed along and who didn't, um, you know, from our end, you know, that was a big part, but a big part of it is, is getting a lot of the, you know, international guys back here, you know, the Ali indoors and, you know, Cairo, you know, Cairo's coming back, Ali and Gansi, Simone, Lefebvre and, and Massimo. So we have five internationals, obviously with all the restrictions and quarantines, trying to get them back, get them healthy, um, you know, has been a big priority for, for, for our club and, and putting a really good team out there, for, you know, for this year. Um, we use like the break to try to really, really hone in on like the guy's mentality and the, and the mental side of the game, really. Um, you know, we fit, we sent them fitness packets, but we basically try to do, we had weekly guest speakers for our guys. And, and it was, uh, you know, one, one is they're probably uh, after a long preseason sick of hearing from me speak, but, uh, but, you know, we, we kind of went through different people. We had Jerry Yegley come, you know, do a zoom call with the guys, you know, obviously former Indiana coach. And, you know, we had, um, you know, most recently, even this afternoon, Danielle Lafatta, who's a nutritionist with, you know, formerly us national team to former NBA coach, George Carl to, you know, Robbie Dambrod's dad, you know, Keith Dambrod, who, who coached with LeBron, coach LeBron James in high school. And it was, you know, most topics were, you know, what separates the average from the great and, and how do people get there and what are common themes and, you know, what makes successful teams. And, um, you know, because that's what we're looking to do, help the guys get to where they want to go. And if, you know, hopefully it's the MLS, you know, and that's, that's what we're trying to do. But it's, you know, when you come back, can you be that much stronger mentally? And, and can you have an advantage where, you know, a lot of teams might not have done anything? You know, I don't really know. But, you know, over the course of time, we had, you know, even like my assistant coach, Victor Longchuck, brought in like Diego Maradona's fitness coach. And uh, the, the, um, so we, we tried to really push that with them. Um, and, and I think it showed like from our end, it's, you know, the guys are motivated. The guys are ready to go. The, our key group of guys are fit. They're healthy. Um, so, so we're excited. You know, the restart's been good. We still have not entered into full team training yet. Mm. Um, we are, we're aiming right now for Wednesday. We, we got our last group of academy guys tested 
on uh, on Saturday. And as soon as the results come back, we will then, you know, our, our, our goal is, is Wednesday. Did George Carl, Carl mention DeMarcus Cousins at all when he was talking about how, uh, how <laughs> I'm a big fan. So hopefully he had glowing words if you bring, if you brought him up at all. Yeah, he, well, it was funny. I mean, he went. Some of the guys, you know, guys did research on him, and they talked about you know Carmelo and that relationship and how that blew up. And you know, George was good. He was like, that was one of my biggest you know mistakes in, in my coaching. You know, I let him get away not defending, and you know, and then it kind of our relationship suffered, and and, and uh, you know became an issue. But it was good because you know he's worked with so many top players, and it's uh, you know it was great too because it was going on during the Jordan documentary the you know the last dance so you know obviously he was one in one of those finals so he had some pretty good insight and um yeah it, it was interesting i know i know ted uh pietro had a really liked the uh diego maradona speaker i think uh when i was watching one of your 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 uh, instagram shows he was you can tell he was really excited the cool part for this is so many of these players are so young so you giving them an opportunity to have to hear from these different voices is really going to make a you know not to say that jaded professional athletes who are 30 30 plus years old may may not be as excited but these kids seem to be really really tuned into it i think it's awesome that you're doing that yeah and, and to be honest i, I kind of let them drive it you know I, our leadership group is like look if you guys don't want these you know I, I don't have to reach out and and keep setting these up or if you do want them it's like i'll keep putting some you know get good pieces in front of you, you know we had like you know, a big media guy, Alan Hopkins, you know, came on a couple, you know, a couple of weeks. I did him for my Ryan's restart as well. And, you know, after that, the guys built a relationship with Alan and, it, and you know, he's kind of come on and, you know, from afar helping us in, in, in basically just having the guys fo focus on a really quick start to the season. You know, our, our slogan as we head into this one is, you know, start fast, stay fast, you know, and, and if, if, if we can take anything from Richie Burke's playbook the other night and, in the spirit, you know, that would be it. You know, what a start for them. And, and uh, you know, we're hopefully doing the same. Hopefully D.C. does the same. I, I guess uh, I, I like that you brought up Richie Burke uh, because I believe his his sort of slogan and his sort of mantra through that whole NWSL Challenge Cup is, you know, we're in it. We're in it to win it. Um, where, where some other teams have kind of put it put the idea of, well, you know, we're we're kind of using this as sort of a a extended preseason to you know to look at some players who maybe we wouldn't look at normally and you know maybe see if we have some something here and you know if, if if we win it fantastic if we don't well you know hopefully we come away with it you know learning something for when 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 hopefully everything returns to normal in, in 2021 i guess what what is your sort of philosophy coming into this are, are you are you like you know this is our season we're, we're gonna go out we're gonna we're gonna try to win it or are you like well you know we're, we're gonna be missing some people as you as you said trying to get the internationals back I'm not sure how the how the travel situation is going to work with all that. Um, you know, let's you know put some of the academy guys in there. Let's have them build. I mean, kind of what is your whole philosophy coming into this uh, this you know weird season that we're going to have? Yeah, we, you know, we've told you know our our whole mentality is no matter what the season looks like, you know, whether it it, it was like uh, you know they talked to everything from pods to you know, a shortened season to a regular season, you know, it's just to win every game you play and, and to make the playoffs, you know, that's our focus. And, um, you know, in my approach to the Academy kids has been, you know, the same there. It's like, you have to earn your position on the field and you have to earn your right to play. And, um, that's part of your growth and development process, uh, is, is winning and losing. It's no longer about, oh, uh, well, you know, you connected 85% of your passes. It's like, well, if you can't help a team win, then, then you're worthless to Ben in the first team. And, 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 and it's the same with Loudon here. So, you know, our whole focus right now is preparing the team to, to win and get results and get in the playoffs. And, uh, 
you know, whether, you know, we like the group that we have of guys. We like, you know, they're, they're young. You guys mentioned it, but it's like good energy, positive. They're very tight knit. Um, and they, and they believe in what we're doing. So, um, I feel really good about it. And, 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 uh, you know, you can always look at the negatives, you know, maybe they're not fit enough, maybe just or that, but it's uh, for me, it's, it's, uh, I think the group is going to be ready when we kick off the first game and, and our focus is starting fast, staying fast, getting results and, and getting ourselves into a, uh, a playoff position. And, but we also don't want to abandon our style of play either, which I, you know, kind of sets us a little bit apart from other USL teams in a lot of ways. So, um, you know, for us, we want to attack, we want to score goals and we want to be, uh, yeah, we're going to go after it. The good thing is it seems like everyone, most everyone will be in the same boat you guys are as far as fitness goes. And also too, you've got, an, you've got the added benefit of having a longer season than at least the two other leagues that we know of. You know, MLS, we don't know what's happening after this tournament. NWSL, we know that this is going to be it. So you got you have a chance, a longer runway to get into get into fitness and get into it. So that, that's all great. Um, do you know when? Uh, I, I, you do. Uh, how close are you guys to uh, finalizing the roster uh, for who's going to be available and who's going to be maybe down in Orlando and not be available to you guys? We are within the next twenty four to forty eight hours. We'll have it finalized. Okay. Um, so, so you know that that will you know kind of it's kind of depending on what they need in the first team and how they want to do that. You know, we obviously you know Moses Griffin and Earl, those guys really help us. You know, with that without them, it's like we, we still feel really good about our group. And you know, another thing, you know, with our youth, it's like you know it can be a negative in a lot of times in professional soccer. We're kind of going the opposite way, where if you're playing three games in a week, you know the younger guys can have a done it recently, and b they regenerate faster than a lot of the older teams. So we're, we're going to try to really rely on that, and um, you know Ted Cudi Pietro's turnaround time is going to be a lot quicker than Pebo's, you know, and that's and poor Pebo, poor Pebo. He was talking. He we were talking, and he was talking about how uh, 28 is, so, is suddenly old in USL, and I was like, well. Imagine how a thirty-five-year-old feels. So uh, poor people. Well, he, he was grumpy. Oh, yeah, I don't know where it was. Somewhere said like he was twenty-nine in some write-up or something. Yeah, I think it was and, the USL website was like you know veteran old hand people do a uh, <laughs> experienced veteran. He's like, come on. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely entertaining. But uh, he he was upset all week about that. I I hear I understand that. I get yeah, that. I said, hey, I said, well, at least you're not thirty yet. Right. That's right. They don't. They didn't ground you up too much there. That's yeah. Right. Exactly. Ted, did you, did you have one more question, right, Ted? Yeah, I had one more, one more fun one. Um, so I, I see that you uh, you were trying to figure out Instagram, doing Instagram. Were you the one that pushed Ben Olsen to get Instagram? Did Did you finally get him on social media? <laughs> I, I was surprised when Ben was on there. It's uh, I, I'm much more of a Twitter person myself. So when 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 the you know the media people came, they're like, "Hey, will you do an Instagram live?" I go, "I've never done an Instagram live <laughs> in my entire life." And and uh, you know that was like when you know I brought my dad on or whatever last week, and I was like. Well, if there's one person that is less capable of technology, it's going to be him. But um, no, ben, like I said, I'm glad Ben joined in. I'm shocked, but uh, I've loved seeing some of his old clips that he's thrown out there in the pool time. And um, he, he, if anybody with his personality, it's a good person to have on Instagram. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to start to go into the go into his own comments and start just like lighting people up. That's what I'm. I'm hoping he keeps doing it during the season and like really, really gets loose with it. That would be a must follow. For sure, <laughs> whatever the red card, whatever the red card version of Instagram comment replying, that's what I can see Ben Olsen doing. Yeah, it's, it's funny too because then, you know we have Luciano Emilio helping us out too, and and uh, he's funny. Last year he showed our, our, our attackers like some old clips of uh, 
he, he said he wanted to show some 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 goals, and and he ended up bringing in a video of basically him scoring like forty goals. <laughs> right. And it was, <laughs> it was great. He wouldn't refer to himself as Luciano. It was number nine, and it, it was I was like Luciano, you can just tell them that you, you, this is you. Uh, They'll figure it out. I'm sure. You, by the way, to your media folks, you've got to get him in front of the camera for social media stuff. He has a long history on DCUnited.com of making complete gold with uh, Bobby Boswell back in the day. Really got to, I feel like that. If you guys are looking to like boost your Instagram numbers and YouTube numbers, Luciano is the, is the ticket. I'm just telling you that now. I'll pass that along on the back channels, but it's, Good stuff. Here's what yeah, he's one. He's one of the next ones I want to bring in and, and on the Instagram live show Perfect. and get involved. And he's he's been unbelievable just around the guys and his energy is is great. And he was even like, "Look, if we're short numbers and you know you want me to suit up, I'm happy yes. to do it." <laughs> yes, hey, that's got a, IG live that too. I got. I'm I'm very curious. I saw him at the uh, Legends game. I was like, "Yeah, he's." He's still into this. He was definitely taking it serious, which I love to see in those games. He still he was, play. He jumps in with the guys, and it's like he could he could get some goals for us in the league. I love it. All I got, all I got to say, Ryan, I don't know if you I don't know if you remember the BobbyBoswell.com days. James Blunt, you're beautiful. Just play it next time he walks into the locker room. Just, That's just, all I got to say. Just throw him and, it'll be <laughs> it'll oh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have that going this week. Next time I see him. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And you got to have the camera. I better see that on Instagram. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck to you uh, coming up in the season. And, uh, yeah, uh, keep keep us posted on how things are going. And I'm so happy I looked on my ESPN Plus and saw uh, a loud United game and uh, coming soon. That was uh, that made me feel good. So I'm excited to see yeah. that. Yeah, I'm excited for when the full schedule gets out. And, uh, yeah, we can we can start. It be, then it becomes real, you know. Then it's like start preparing and pushing. So hopefully we get that here soon as well. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. guys. Appreciate all you do. Thank you. Yep. Bye. That's cool. Right. Ryan's yeah, thank, a, thank you to Ryan Martin joining this a second time. Two two time guest uh gets the, the so I don't know what we gotta figure out what we gotta start giving people silver stars <laughs> or something for being on here two times. But give him a little love him. He is uh you know I, I feel like he's gotta be the model for USL coach, uh like sort of media media savvy and media, like being making themselves available and making themselves, you know, accessible to the fans and, and, and explaining the thought processes and stuff. I think he's great and I'm glad that uh I'm, I'm glad that they've extended him the next year, too, so we know he'll stick around at least another year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and open the phone lines, 202-905-0454. If you want to call in, jump in, get in the show, uh, join in, and uh, give us a call. We're going to talk did some— we finish, did we, Sorry, did we finish our NWSL thoughts? I think we were sort of midstream. We, we, were, we were sort of midstream. I, I mean, I think we summed it up. I think we're both on, on the front of— the 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 anthem needs to go it, it puts players in very uncomfortable situations and it opens them up for for twitter comments there were twitter comments all over of people picking out certain players um and, and i that that the 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 it, you know i guess a lot of people were uh, drawing comparisons um to uh, Janelle Hinkle um who refused to wear pride numbers and I would say, yes, she she deserves scrutiny and she deserves criticism because she refused to show up on the field. A lot of those other players still participated. They still participate in all the events. And I'm sure if you ask them, uh, they will certainly not maybe be as as uh, as what you would expect. So I, and, I, and the thing she said, the 700 Club interview, too. Yeah. It, that was probably a lot of a lot of as well. So the the comparisons between between what she, what what Hinkle did and what a lot of these other players are doing is not equal at all. It's yeah. not even close to equal. It, it does so, put them in an uncomfortable situation, and 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 the teams, 
the 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 NWSL should should relook at this. And if they come out tomorrow and say, you know, we're not doing the anthem, that would probably be a pretty smart move. They looked at it, Ted. They looked at it. You uh, you may have missed it. They came out with they came out with their solution. What's their solution? What the solution is? They're going to play the anthem still, but you can stay in the locker room if you want while it's playing. Oh my goodness! Which is solves no problem. <laughs> makes new problems. <sighs> I can, I cannot believe that that's what they came up with. It, like it, I really it, so there are clearly the problem, the there pro- are clearly people who are demanding to be out there for the anthem. Like they like they're like I it needs to happen and I'm going to be there. Like there are clearly some people that are like otherwise they would just be like let's just punt it. Let's not worry about it. It's not worth. You know what? You know what? I think I think NWSL team should take the should take the reins here and say, okay, we're we're not, you know, coaches, players, and maybe there's some owners that might force them. If I'm a coach, I'm like, okay, our whole team's not going out for the anthem. Then we're not sending anybody out. We will come out once the anthem's over. At this point, I mean that that's what you have to. That's what I would do as a coach. You you don't want you're you're trying to play games. You don't want that distraction. And I think if every team says we're not going out there like we're not going to open our players up to that i think especially after what's happened i mean th- this has to play into the minds of a lot of players too they're like you know now you know what am i going to do i i think the the right call is to is is for now the teams to say okay we're not going out for the anthem you know you, you i mean said, if they didn't enforce if they didn't enforce solidarity with with the kneeling they're not going to do it with this there are clearly some people it could be owners it could be players that said like you know Maybe they think that this is a good thing. Maybe they maybe they haven't looked at Twitter this afternoon. They're yeah. gonna find out. Like I think yeah. that they're gonna they're gonna probably reverse this because I think that this is, you know, solves solves no problems at all. But you know, anthems aside, I just wanted to sort of you know finish this on a soccer note from the NWSL side. Um, the the performance of of the of the team was great. Uh, there were no long term injuries that were picked up. Uh, uh, McGrady got hit in the face. Uh, was really hoping that that was not going to be a long-term injury. It seems like it's not, so she's she's available again, which is great. Uh, the the team basically said, you know, because of the numbers of subs they were allowed, five players had to go ninety because of math. Uh, and I, I I would imagine those people who 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 went ninety will not go again or not start the games uh, on Wednesday. So. Uh, something to look out for on that side. Uh, some of the players potentially, because of the, the nature of their positions, may be able to sort of turn it around or their age. Uh, Ashley Sanchez in her first game went 90. Uh, something to look at there. But the defense um, was a bend but not break uh, situation, I think, <laughs> for often a lot of parts of the game. There was lots of last pitch tackling that really, really, uh, you know, was impressive but makes you nervous, right? Like it's, yeah. it was not it, definitely not an assured, it, calm defense. It was sort of. Uh, it was too exciting, probably, is the way you put it. It was very clear that the Spirit came out to play in the first half. They came out to play. They came out to pass. They looked on. They looked in sync. Chicago was not ready for it. Second half, Chicago went to the locker room, settled down, and said, okay, let's go. And it was very clear there was a switch. And um, uh, got, got to love Ashley Hatch, though. We didn't talk about Ashley Hatch's goal, which I feel like yeah. we need to talk about. Sneak, the sneaky goal. <laughs> the sneaky goal off, off Alyssa Nair, um, which was which was awesome, uh, especially off a World Cup winning goalkeeper. Which is just, which has got to be something she'll, you know, she'll keep on her mantelpiece. But, you know, I, I think they, you know, they took their chances, and I mean, I would say they walked away deserved winners. Yep. You know, they the defense was there. I there was maybe the one opportunity I remember from the Red Stars, one point blank shot that was a great save from, uh, from Bledsoe. 
you know, other than that, I mean, yes, the pressure was there, the pressure was on, but it, you know, as you said, it was a bed not break. I thought the defense did well enough to recover, and especially when you know a lot of the big time players came off, they did well to hold on. Um, so you know, you lose Rose Lavelle, you lose Yokoyama, you lose you know some of those players. You're gonna you're gonna have you know you, you don't have the offensive you know front to sort of give you that relief uh, in the back. So uh, three points, and and I think you know I, I think leaving that game, I think the most important thing, obviously Richie Burks, you know, we're in it to win it, and he absolutely. Should go out and win. You know this is the, this is your only chance to to play this season. I, I'm kind of surprised more coaches aren't in the same boat of like you know yes we want to go out and win this thing. This is your this is it till next season. Um, right. You know, I, I, but I look at this and say this is something that gives me hope. Like you know everybody's talking about who who can sort of break the the courage, and I look at the spirit and I say if they can get you know if they can get um, you know Lose, keep Lo, Rose Lavelle healthy. If Ashley Sanchez can get going, if Yokoyama can get going, and they have Ashley Hatch up front, and they are just blind balls, that's a team, that's a front four that can go toe-to-toe with the Courage. And I think that's what we saw out of this game, is that this is a team that has completely done a 180 from um, you know, from, from the early days when they were just, I mean, they were so bad. I mean, I remember just watching post uh, NWCL cup game. Um, you know, I remember watching that team play and like, you know, they lost Crystal Dunn. They lost Alec Krieger, you know, they lost all these players and it was just like not the same team. And, and this, and you can tell that this team is heading in a positive direction and this is a team you're going to want to watch. Um, this is going to be a fun team to watch. If they can keep these guys together or t- keep these girls, uh, these, these uh, players together, this is going to be a fun thing to watch. For sure, feels slightly over exuberant on the being able to take North Carolina with that front four, but I like you know optimism I'm, and is good. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they are going to beat North Carolina. I'm just saying that this is this is a team that if they can keep the core together and they can grow and they can build, I think this is a team that could that could eventually challenge. I'm not sure it's going to be this season. Right. But maybe next season. And I think maybe they can catch North Carolina because you know who knows what North you know, North Carolina. who knows how seriously they're taking this tournament. And I think we saw a very, very rusty North Carolina and Portland in that first game. They got it together in the second half. So I bet maybe the spirit play, wish they had played them, you know, for the, for the first game, because they might be a little bit more together. Um, But the uh, real bummer there is that this team very clearly, if given a full season to run and in gel and get these young players all up to speed, they're, they're, they're to me, definitely, definitely in the playoffs and like making a push. Yeah, and the fact that this is sort of just throwing all the pieces out there and seeing how it works, and, and maybe they'll just do it on, on on raw talent. That's awesome. But the bummer there is that they didn't get a full year. And either way, you're really excited about 2021. Oh yeah, with this roster, I know that I am. I think that there's going to be if they can continue. I don't, I don't know what the contract situations are for all of these players, considering they're going to play, you know, very very short 2020. Hopefully they can. Hopefully they can extend most over all of the team. Um, but you know. Feeling, feeling in a really good spot, and this is going to be a good opportunity to really get a chance to see who what these young players are about and see Rose Lavelle continue to put her stamp on the game and, and make fans of, of casuals. Yes, absolutely. Let's uh, let's shift focus to the, the second sports league to arrive, which is going to be MLS take, kicking off. Uh, let's see, what, where are we now? We are, what, uh, almost a week? I think July 8th is the first is the first games when they kick off. Um Players are now arriving in uh, in Orlando. We have seen we have seen them come in, um, and uh, there there was a story coming out. Um, I think about how the players. I think they they've done sort of their first round of testing, and it's something like two point five percent of all players have tested positive. And you know, of course, with the increasing 
numbers in Florida where they're going to be playing this thing um, has a lot of people concerned. Um, and I, I, I was I was joining them. I was joining them in the I'm not sure this is going to happen. I think it's 50 50. But, you know, there is the argument to be made. Well, OK, they're not like they're not going out to the to Kroger every week you know every every week to get Publix food would be Publix would be the reference for, for Publix if, yeah Publix to get to get food every week they're not going out to you know restaurants and bars and you know they're not they're not doing any of those things they are going to be not a complete bubble but they are going to be in a in a close enough monitor bubble I, I will I will say that there will there will probably be and, and I'm waiting for the shoe to drop with the NWSL. There may be some positive cases. There may be some players that arrive in Florida positive, and maybe they miss that test, and then now they're going to you know quarantine and isolate. The thing that MLS has to avoid is the and and you know it's it's sorry to say this you know putting players of health at risk, but I, I think you, what you what you have to avoid is is a is a complete outbreak. If we get to that point, then then things are bad, um, and then things are really really bad. Yeah, it's much more likely to shut down than it is to not happen. Yeah. It will happen. Is it possible that a large-scale outbreak uh, shuts it down? Yeah. I think particularly if a player gets sick enough to have to be hospitalized, Yeah, I think that would really, really end it. Um, I think that they're if they're able to, you know, if they've done the number of tests they're doing prior to getting there are extensive, and I think that they're really doing a very good job from from all, you know, all comments. Going up to that point, as far as you know, what is the regime for testing and playing in front, playing at, at their home markets ahead of time? We're going to test them before they get on the plane. The planes are going to be chartered. You're not going to be on a public a public plane. Um, I think if they can get, I think if they can get there without being infected, uh, then I think that they have a good chance to, to not have a major outbreak. They're, the only in and out is going to be the people who work at the hotel. They can be like me. And just not get room service and not have them clean the room for the entire duration because I just say I don't want to put my clothes away. I just don't need stuff. Just throw towels at the front. And I'll take care. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's that's stay safe. Don't let housekeeping. In. That's the way to do. It. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we'll see. You know, this is this is I think this is a test for the for the league, and it, it stinks that you know they have to kind of that the players have to go through this. They have to be away, and you know you would we. I, I wish we would we'd be talking normal soccer. I wish that we would be sitting here June 29th. You know, we're already in you know the throes of the regular season. We're talking about playoffs. We're talking about how the team's looking. Instead, we're having to you know talk about this. But it's it's exciting to talk about soccer. And, and there have been people that have come out and said, I- I'm not sure I want to watch this because I think it's supporting Corona. And and I would say if if MLS was having full regular seasons with full you know letting fans in by droves and you know not caring, then yes, I would agree with you. But I think they are they are coming back. I mean, th- these are these guys' jobs and their livelihoods. Yep. Uh, you know, th- these guys make their money. These guys are a lot of these players are basically losing a year of their contract. And when you're a professional soccer player, that's a, that's a big deal. Um, you know, that's a big deal. You you have a limited time frame which you can be a professional soccer player. Just getting there is enough of a thing. And then you have such a limited losing a year. I mean, it's basically like everybody has suffered a season-ending injury. If you really think about it, in in the sense, and now you know we're just trying to crawl back. Um, you know, MLS, USL, they're all talking about bringing the season back. I, I'm still not there yet. Um, you know, I hear you know one thing. Maybe I would like to ask Ryan Martin, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, well, they're basically just going to be riding buses everywhere. They're going to be busing up to Pittsburgh. They're going to be busing yep. up to to Philly, to to New York. I mean, really, less than 250 miles. Which yeah, is everyone, which is most of these. Yeah. But you know, if I if I had a coach, you know, you know, uh, where you know, let's say uh, Real Salt Lake, 
the the Salt Lake team. They they're gonna have to fly. They have no other choice. You can't. I mean, maybe you could bus to Colorado Springs, but that would be even that would be an extensive trip. You know, how is that gonna impact getting these players to this game? You know, getting players to games and stuff like that. So, um, you know, they certainly can't afford charters. Yeah. USL wide, that will not happen. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be traveling through through you know that that more worries me. I'm more worried about USL USL. I even look at League One with with the Richmond Kickers. Um, they they can maybe bust themselves to uh, to. I'm trying to think of the teams that are in the league now. I, I can't even think right now. I mean, I maybe bust. I mean, Inter Miami's too far. Momenta? Is that a team? Yeah, yeah, Greenville. Greenville would probably be a team you could bust to. I mean, but they they're so spread out. They're gonna have to fly. I mean, there's no other way around it. And I think about those teams and 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 the travel that they're gonna be under, and and the amount of financial strain probably the kickers are under. So I mean, th- those are the those are the leagues I'm worried about the most. MLS is gonna be fine. I mean. It, we hope. <laughs> I right. would. I, I would put. I would put more money on them being fine right now than some of these other leagues. Um, and in oh, yeah. MLS and NWSL because they're doing what you should do if you want to bring sports back. You go in a bubble and you say no one in or out or as few people in and out as possible, testing constantly and just you know you just you you try to get the game. You try to get some games in. So, um, yeah. I mean, they're gonna try it. If it works, awesome. We all got soccer. No one. No one ended up in the hospital. Uh, everyone's a winner. Hopefully things uh, calm down enough to have in-market games in the fall. I'm starting to think that that will not happen. I think this is going to be it. So uh, enjoy it um, if you want to enjoy it. If, if you don't want to enjoy it, then don't enjoy it. Don't watch yeah. it. That's fine. Totally up to you. Um, but uh, this is this is going to be it for both leagues. USL hilariously is going to have a longer season than than both of the than both the MLS and WSL. I think that that's the way this is going to land, and that's funny. Yeah, uh, and so that you're going to be watching a lot more of those games on ESPN Plus than you will be uh, watching these United games. You know, one thing we didn't talk about and on the show about um, NWSL considering uh, we, the NWSL is a new media partner in in CBS. What did we? What did you think of of CBS's coverage? I know, I know, I'm like segueing segueing badly here, but way, way, I'm pulling it back. But we didn't talk about it, and I feel it's important. You know, this is a new media partner for the NWSL. I thought, I thought the first game on CBS, it was very clear, like they were all like, you know, trying to make sure it was nice and perfect, and you know, this is big boy CBS. And then for the for the for the spirit and and. Uh, in Chicago game, it's like maybe they let the B maybe they let the B squad in because there were some audio issues, some things didn't quite work quite as quite as properly. Um, there was I, no flow sports though. Regardless of what <laughs> happened, they're still they're still out ahead. We we could do a better job broadcasting DC United games than flow sports. I think we someone should give us a chance. We, we, we forgot to, we forgot to get our stream going on YouTube, and we still did a better job. <laughs> yeah. Sports. Hey, if we can if we can bro- simulcast to Twitch at the same time of all the other things, then I'm sure that we could have put a put a soccer game. <laughs> yeah, not? I think overall, you know, it was fine. I think it wasn't great. I think there's only so much you can do uh, with an empty stadium. Uh, and and the, the and, sounds sound sound was weird. Yeah, uh, particularly <laughs> because. Uh, Jason, uh, Jason Anderson and I were talking on Twitter being like it. The best part about it is like there's someone there that's like hitting buttons. That's like, OK, close miss goal, like foul. <laughs> and and they're not very fast finding the button. So like there'll be a shot that misses and then there'll be like a two second pause. And they're like, oh, <laughs> and that's and that's great. I do love that. It gives a nice little comical, uh, comical element to the whole thing. But uh, I think they're gonna get better. I think it's I think it's probably first first broadcast uh you know 
rustiness. They'll figure it out. You don't, I mean, you don't, being on, on top, on the top service is not ideal, but if they're, they needed to do something that, that paid them, I think this pays them. And the other, you know, they do, I'm sure you've seen on social media, all of the secret, uh, the deodorant ads that all the players are doing that are pretty cool. Um, so they had to do, they had to do this as much for their fans as they did for their partners and, and- because they booked a large number of national sponsors that they never had before. And they had to do something um, to to get those, you know, get those things moving. And uh, I think it's great. I think that they're they're certainly in a better position now financially than they were last year. They've got a commissioner, which they didn't have last year, which is great. Uh, they've got multiple teams beating down the door uh, to come in for 2021. So uh, they, they, that they're able to do this is great, and it sets them up for progress in 2021. Some players, Allie Krieger, I heard on her heard her on Meg Linehan's podcast. That she still wants the league to start in August, uh, and she's going to be pushing for that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is it. Just look with MLS. So, um, yeah, enjoy enjoy these games. I'm going to watch every single one of them uh, the whole tournament long. It's it's uh, really really pretty awesome. Yeah, you you have that. Uh, you got to use up that uh, that parental leave, right? That, that leave you got to burn through that watching these games. Uh, this is my last week. Oh, I'm, last I am week. officially I'm officially back among the working world stiffs next week. So. Uh, great can't wait yeah and i guess uh you know from the other if i understand the crowd noise i think like fifa 20 fifa 21 is using like or ea sports is giving like the premier league and bundesliga like crowd noise they're using from like their games or something like that uh that, that, that wasn't going on here um but I, I i like your point about the national sponsors i guess the most interesting part about the sponsors is that, and, and, and I'm not. This is not going to sound mean, but I mean MLS has some sponsors that I have like I I never heard of Avocare until they started sponsoring. Good because it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's so. a pyramid scheme company. Yeah. It's awful, but that's what I'm talking about. You know, I never heard of Litos until DC started sponsoring it. And good because you know they're of course a defense right, contract. Right, defense contract. <laughs> so I mean, but and I'm but I mean the NWSL is getting like you know CVS Health. Obviously, I've heard of. I mean, they're getting some you know pretty high high quality sponsors which is good and that's very very good for the league and that and that definitely helps it, it definitely shows that you know they're not just taking whatever's coming they're actually putting and, and it, it means more to the reputation of your league if you're getting good sponsors because you know if 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 i see you know when i see litos on the front of dc jerseys people are like well who's litos and i guess that's good for litos because people now know who they are but although i don't necessarily know how much brand awareness for a defense contractor helps yeah if i know <laughs> Like oh Lidos, they do the they do the drones, cool, excellent. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean it's good it's good to see them getting sponsors. It's good to see the players participating, and I, and I think that that bodes well for the league. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be watching the games when the MLS games start up. I'm gonna be, you know, I, I work from home now, so you know, background background yep. stuff is great. <laughs> it's great when you're working from home. Um, cool. All right. Uh, well, I guess uh, you know, come on, people, call into the show. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, call in 202 uh, but you'll have to do it next week because we're going to wrap up. Right. We got so, we got wise. Remember that number. Remember call that number. Next <laughs> call in next week. Exactly. Uh, also, just to make sure, if you are listening to this or watching this, and you didn't know we did a pregame show last week, we will do one again. Yep. On on Wednesday. So yep. uh, no, but we're not doing any postgame shows on the late games because that would require us to go live around midnight, <laughs> and that doesn't seem like a great idea or use of anyone's time. So we're not going to do that, but. Again, check out the schedule on our Twitter page. It is it is pinned. Um, you know, just to sort of uh, if, if you'll notice the stream here, all these cool backgrounds and all these cool scenes and, and all the things that are coming up lately. We're trying to make it look a little better. 
Uh, our producer Brian has really wowed us with the, his 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 skills because we don't have any. So everything <laughs> he does, even if it took him five minutes uh, in uh, Power uh, Adobe Spark, we we're like, wow, this is great, this is awesome. <laughs> so uh, thanks to him for for doing that, and also thanks to we we got a lot of new viewers and listeners for the uh, for the pregame show on NW, the NWSL game. We're really excited to sort of branch out and, and add that new uh, area of focus for the for the podcast because a uh, it's really good soccer, uh, and B, it's it's another group of of people who are really excited about their team and their league. They're very, I feel like they're 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 MLS when MLS got started, as far as like the the fans are vocal evangelists for the sport and for the league because of how what their position is in it. And it's cool to, you know, we're coming on way late. There are there are a bunch of people that are way ahead of us on this. And I want to reinforce that in case you are, <laughs> in case you're wondering uh, these these two these two uh, Johnny Come Latelys coming in and talking about what they know about NWSL, we're we're just new fans on this. Uh, there's a lot of people that know it better, but um, really encourage you to check it out if you haven't, and uh, you know make this make this part of your your soccer viewing uh, you know menu. It's great, yeah, definitely. All right, and uh, and also uh, if if you feel inspired and you want to help grow the show and 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 you know all, all this stuff we pay for by the way you know the 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 stuff we got and and the streaming and all this stuff came from because we got people that gave us money for Patreon donations and patreon.com slash RFK refugees. Um, that has been just RFK refugees com now. Yes, because we pay, RFK, paid for the the for website the, redirect for the web for the website exactly. So all that came from from money that people donate to the show. So you don't have to donate. You know we appreciate it, but if you want to help out the show, um, you know donating that money has helped this show grow and helped it grow far beyond what you know I thought it was when when John John and I got together and said, hey, let's do a DC podcast. Um, and so I you know if you feel it, RFK refugees com donate to the show and, and help and help us get better and help us grow better. And, uh, and yeah. Um, thank you all so much. And, uh, we will see you for the Washington spirit pregame show. Vamos. Vamos. Spirit fam. Woo. <laughs>